Hello and welcome to the Slot Plus segment of the Slate Culture Gabfest. If you are listening to this, that means you're a member of Slate Plus, which means that you contribute to and support all of the work that Slate does and the existence of these extra segments. Uh, so thank you very much. We are going to talk today about a dilemma, a dilemma faced by Wesley, but in a more existential sense faced by us all, which is, should you break up with your cable company? I think generationally, we are probably among the late cable cutters. I bet there's a lot of people listening to this segment who have already broken up with their cable providers. Um, and I think possibly, Steve, you have already broken up with your cable provider. But Wesley, tell us tell us your dilemma, and we shall discuss the state of paying a horrible company a lot of money to see things. Um, well, for one thing, I'm a huge sports fan. And so I realized at some point, you know, you have this reckoning when you get your cable bill because you I don't know if anybody else does this. I imagine anybody who is a cable subscriber has a moment when you get your bill and you're just like, I cannot believe it's this much. Yeah. And I do this thing every six months. I call up and I'm like, you know what? I've had enough with this with this with the prices. I want you to give me all the deals you can give me. Or I'm breaking up with you. I'm just going to cancel my service. And they give you this deal and it lasts for like four months and they take like $40 off your bill. And then when the four months expire and your bill goes back up to like $4 billion, you're like, <laughs> ah, I hate you people. What do I need you for? And then it's tennis, you know, it's, it's, it's major tennis season. And so you have the French Open, Wimbledon and um, the US Open. And they're all carried by... Either now Tennis Channel because ESPN's not covering the French. Do you Harris. hate Australia? Well, Aust- well, I didn't. But the, the, there's Sorry. a stretch. <laughs> it's all summer. Like I love the Australian Open, okay. but I'm usually at Sundance when it happens, which is a whole other series of problems. But I mean, you have you have you have from from the end of May. Shut up, Stephen. You have from the end of May until the beginning of the U.S. Open at the at the end of August. This really great stretch of tennis. And it's all very little of it is covered by the broad, by the major broadcast networks. Most of it is covered by ESPN and the Tennis Channel. And so I am too lazy to figure out a way to watch this tennis through some Slovakian streaming service or to find some non major cable company way to do this. Now there's a there's a service called Sling. But no one I know who uses it is happy with it for watching sports because it's unreliable and there's a lot of buffering issues apparently. Mm. Um, But I mean just large – more philosophically, like I just don't – I don't know – I object to this model. I object to it because it's such a price gouge and the the more people who break up with these cable companies, the more more of a price gouge it feels like it's becoming. Right, because um, you're just one of the suckers who's still I'm there. Still they keep the jacking suckers. the prices because right, 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 they're like, right. what you know, they're becoming like AOL. They're like, right. we've got like a bunch of old weirdos who still use us. We'll never get the youngsters, so we just got to crank these old stars for as much as they're worth. And we live in a great city that you shouldn't have any trouble if you if sports is your problem and mm-hmm. you don't mind sitting in a bar watching a yeah. basketball game. If you can find a tennis bar, <laughs> which <laughs> during the non-U.S. <laughs> Open is pretty difficult to do. Um, you'd be all set. Yeah, you'd be all set. Sports is sports is not my main dilemma on this. But so, what are you going to do? I don't know. I was hoping we could talk through this this through for a few minutes. Okay. Well, Steve, so you, what's your relationship, Stephen? You, you you've broken up with it, I believe. Yes, I have broken up with it. And yeah, you I just also like say sports. That, 
I just want to say that a new rung on Maslow's hierarchy of needs has been discovered, <laughs> perched far above all the others, in which Wesley Morris has to decide whether to watch the Australian Open or go to Sundance. I'm at Sundance watching the Australian Open. That's the problem. I'm not sleeping at all. Okay. Steve, I believe Wesley told you to shut up. <laughs> yeah, oh, and shut up. <laughs> I will shut up. No, seriously, go on. I say... Um, I, you know, I, it was, you know, a bunch of related reasons, right? I mean, obviously they're a, a, a they're, they're a screaming oligopoly that, that, you know, has, I mean, if they're not fixing their prices, they ought to be. I mean, it would be so easy to do it. No one would care. Um, no one official would care. Everyone gets screwed, but, but nobody would do anything about it. Um, the pricing is preposterous. You know, I, I, I've almost gotten to the point where I think, you know, the profit and loss calculation in creating new programming for cable TV, specific to cable TV, has absolutely nothing to do with viewership or ad rates and has everything to do with creating the illusion of a cornucopia in order to keep people court tied and in order to kind of give people the impression that, well, gosh, if I didn't pay $200 a month, I wouldn't get all these channels. And it's also critical. I mean, because remember, Viacom, um, between them, Time Warner and Viacom, I mean, these major media companies own all of what you're watching. Yep. And they distribute them across this massive portfolio in order to make it so that you have to range over as many channels as possible in order to piece together your own diet of viewing diet. And, and therefore, you know, you feel as though you're getting your money's worth for X amount of hours of programming that necessitates 40 different niche channels to deliver it to you. And, and that just seems to me just completely illusory. And we're at the point where the prices are so high um, that a la carte just strikes me as the, better, as the better way to go with the huge carve out of live sports. And I happen to be lucky. I have a very close friend who likes watching all the sporting events that I do, and I, I free ride off of him. But that's <laughs> not a solution for everyone. And like, very often you don't want to go to a bar to watch something. So that also that's becomes a tough one, I mean. more difficult if you have young children too. Yeah, that's another thing. Right. I, I no, mean, exactly. My, we still, we're still, we pay. We pay for it all. You know, given my job and the fact that my husband works in cable television, we sort of feel like we should be some of the last suckers on the train, not from a we owe it to anybody perspective, but just it's in our interest to be able to see everything we want at a moment's notice. But to me, the problem of the of the kind of decentralized world is the is the confusingness of the interface. Like it's just more convenient when everything is in one place. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it were a virtuous force in the world that was like, here's here's where everything is. I would feel better about paying the money to make that happen. I mean, it's sort of the way I felt for a while, not in the current my music era, but for a while about iTunes just making it so easy to buy a song. It's like, yeah. fine, I don't need to pirate. I'll just buy it. You, you put it in one place. It goes on all my stuff. Great. You're making it easy for me to do this the right way. I don't feel terrible about it. I'll just do it that way. Um, we just got a Roku, which I think I've mentioned on this show. Yeah. I think I endorsed it once. Roku's also a sponsor. They obviously are not sponsoring the content of the segment. Roku sort of does that in that you can search for anything you want and it will show you all of the different ways you can get it and you can buy it a la carte if you want to. And it can if you're subscribed to Hulu but not Netflix, it will kind of take that into account and tell you what you you know, what you might be able to see where and how. But again, I don't know how that works for live sports. Uh it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it does. I uh I'm an, I'm an Apple TV person, and this new version of Apple TV has been driving me out of my mind. And I think one of the things that's driving me crazy about it is the interface. 
you can choose the you can choose the apps you you use and interface with, but the actual UI is not that great. Only in as in as much as like the remote. I don't like the remote. I don't like the experience of the the sort of capricious experience of 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 the device sort of dictating whether or not it wants to respond to your request. Um, there's a voice function that doesn't actually search inside the apps. It only searches in, in the Apple apps. So it can only, you, you know, you put in. So it, it won't, if you, you can say that you have Netflix in an Apple TV, but when you're searching, it will only search the Apple offerings. Yes. Yeah. I know. Well, I mean, I'm sure Apple has a perfectly logical explanation for this. Yeah, they, they can't. Run. They can't. It, like that function can't search in the apps. Well, or they'd rather you just fucking spend the money to buy their version of it. Right. Mm-hmm, I don't exactly. know, but it's 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 extremely annoying. So I don't like that. I'm I I'm I, I'm fine to use Apple TV as a, as my alternative if I do break up with the cable. But I'm also interested in other things like you know Roku. I can watch app, uh, Amazon content. Yeah, which if you're Prime, you get a lot of that stuff free. Right. I mean, the Roku, I recommend. The Roku definitely helps. But the live sports question, I don't think we've resolved here. It's either have a bar, have a buddy, have a permanent babysitter. Right. I mean, I think there's a... Or pay up, right? Yeah, and I think think one of the things about Sling is that it sort of is, is pointing a way toward that future. I also think, and if I'm not mistaken, I should have looked into this before I complained about this, but we're having a philosophical conversation more than we're having anything else. I think there's a way that you can actually get ESPN content by paying ESPN. I don't know how, if that's true, the cable companies have allowed it, which makes me think it's not true. Um, but we're definitely on the verge of that future because ESPN as a company, this is a whole other story, is 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 in trouble because of this cord cutting business and because of the, the awareness that we we were once into cable so much because it gave us way more than we ever thought we would possibly ever want. And I think mm-hmm. now we're starting to think about that economically and just say, well, but what really am I getting? Like, what right. am I paying mm-hmm. for with all this stuff? I don't right. even like ESPN. Right. I don't like and sports. also, uh, on the case of ESPN, right? I mean, you, you know, when ESPN started, the idea that at a reliable time every night, maybe four times a night, you could tune in and get a half an hour of pretty detailed highlights and analysis of the day's sports was kind of amazing. In the mm-hmm. age of the internet, that has close to no value. Right. I mean, yep. you have yep. to way over-specialize the analysis a, a function of a show like Sports Center in order for it to supersede anything that you're finding on the internet, and even then, it's probably not going to do it. That is totally a dying. I mean, it's 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 that that's just a dying brand. On the other be. hand, though, sports rights costs are going up in part right. because this yes. is sort of the last bastion. Exactly. And didn't Twitter just buy the NFL streaming rights? Like, aren't you going to be mm-hmm. able to watch yeah. NFL games on Twitter? So I think that the big platforms are probably going to start making plays here. You know, there was there was reporting that Facebook also was bidding for the NFL rights, which shows you how much Twitter wanted it if they're willing to outbid Facebook, which means yeah. that probably maybe Facebook will become the tennis hub you dream of someday. I don't know. I, I'll I'll take what I can. But obviously we're going to have to pay for something, right? I mean, I'm fine with that. I just want to pay for what I want. All right. Well, let me leave you with a horrible, cynical, dystopian thought, which yes, is sir. that at the end of the day, we're all going to be liberated for um, – only five minutes because we're going to discover <laughs> when we piece together our a la carte menus that we're paying $182 a month between Netflix, Hulu Plus, Pandora, and individual ESPN purchases streaming. of Scott and Bailey on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, they're going to get you. They're, look, they're a business, right? And as a business, I mean, unless the oligopoly is totally broken or bypassed, 
you know, you essentially have these legacy media brands that don't think they're going anywhere. They still own a lot of the infrastructure of the American entertainment business. And they're just going to try. They, they, they look at it as a number and they got to hit that number. And that number is we need X tens of millions of people to pay us close to $200 a month and we all get to keep our houses. In the Hamptons, I'm afraid they're going to find a way to get us to that $200, but, but the power of disruption may be much greater than I give it credit for. Well, I also would rather pay whatever the royalty fee that's going from buying those iTunes episodes to the creators of that show in some instance than whatever fraction they're getting through... Comcast. What's that size? All right, that size uh, for really, another week. Think, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the creator, I hate to break it to you. The what? I just thought that that fee is not flowing through to the creator. I hate to break it to you. I mean, if they get digital, uh, they some, get some part of digital yeah. rights sales. I mean, look at what Spotify did to music. I, we're not going in the direction of, but it's purchasing having... rather than streaming. I, the purchasing, I think, is a little bit different and a little bit better, which is part of what all the fights have been about. All right, this is wrapped up. Wesley, keep us posted. We do not have a solution for you on the sports front. Uh, Slot Plus members, thank you so much for being members of Slate Plus, for listening to this extra segment, and for supporting Slate and the work that we do. Uh, thank you, Steve. <laughs> 